You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. What are you looking at? <laughs> this hunting uh, article that popped up. Glad we don't have to worry about that here in the States. What is it about Washington? No. Oh. In France, France's refusal to ban Sunday hunting angers anti-hunt campaigners. Really? Wow. They want to ban hunting on Sundays. There's some states that don't allow hunting. And we're on, we're on the other side. It's in Pennsylvania, the one that... Uh, yeah. Are they going to wait from that? I, 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 Where you can't hunt? Not yeah. on Sundays. There's some states that you cannot hunt on Sundays. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Oh, yeah. Look it up. I know Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania did get like one or two Sundays during deer They might have got a relief. Yeah, some relief. But I, I can't remember what it was. So what was the last status update? Um, All right. Today, most states have done away with what they call blue laws. However, 11 states have yet to eliminate outdated bans on Sunday hunting. These states include, and they're all East Coast, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia. What? <laughs> I, I can't even fathom one, I mean, Sunday, Monday is my two days off. Yeah, that's your days to hunt. Well, that's most people's days to hunt well, is their weekend. Sunday, yeah, you know. Like Saturday, Sunday. Yep. I'll be horn swoggled. There you go. I told you. Whatever that word I means. would have never believed it. Well, now you do. Well, one, I wouldn't have guessed 11 states. Yeah, I didn't expect that many. I thought it was a handful. But it, it, How do we, it can't be like all hunting on Sundays. Does it say like, like a in, certain uh like you can't deer hunt on Sunday. You can't trap or you can't uh yeah, so the dark blue which is two states, Maine and Massachusetts Sunday hunting prohibited. And this is from the uh nraila.org. So Ooh, dot org, that, so it's official. I'd find that pretty credible. Uh Source. The next be like a light blue. Sunday hunting allowed in limited instances. I'd have to read further. And then they've got a navy blue. Sunday hunting allowed in on private land in some counties. Hmm. That's another time. Yeah, like that would be another. You're telling me I can't hunt on my property that I've owned for a hundred years in my family. The uh, let's see, another one is Sunday hunting on private land and public waterways with restrictions, and then Sunday hunting is permitted in all other states, which we're in the Great Midwest. The Great Midwest. We're gonna have people from the East Coast flocking here so they can hunt. They don't already? Well, yeah, they do. Here's the... Does it tell you how long... This has been going on for a long time. 
Yeah, one, I would have never guessed that. Maybe I need to keep up. Two, how do we change this? Yeah. Um, I suppose you would have to. Or from the east side, deal with this. Yeah, I'd like to hear if you are tuning into the Rogers podcast and you live in one of those states that we just mentioned. Um, what are your thoughts if you're if you're a hunter or if you're an anti-hunter? I'd like to hear both sides. Um, they can send us an email now. And yeah, is the email attached? To yeah. In our yeah, yeah it's going podcast. On. Yeah, it's, podcast. On, it's in the copy. Okay, it's in the copy. Send us the an email. Podcast at rogersportinggoods.com. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, I'd love to hear that. Or right? if you guys have any questions, just yeah, in general. In general, yeah, general things you want to hear, uh, things you liked, disliked, you know, crazy stories like that um, that you'd like to share. Imagine having your trail camera up under your tree stand and the big buck shows up at 8.30 in the morning right, on like, Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. That's a moral dilemma right there. Yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Wouldn't laughs> Well, I'd, I'd like to hear how they deal with it. I mean, if you're a big-time hunter, you grew up, and that's maybe you get used to it, right? Like, when did the – I mean, they still do that on Sundays. Like, I know it has nothing to do with hunting, but um, – Like, you can't – Like, drinking uh Can't buy beer sales. on Sundays. Right. Mm-hmm. In a lot of places. Because I remember vividly going and buying – alcohol for chiefs games on sundays i used to live in a town that didn't sell alcohol but yeah so maybe you just get used to it over time yeah hey that's the one day i mean if you're born in pennsylvania and you just that's all you've ever known is you can't hunt on sundays but i wonder what that does to the migration like it's you know they have a day of rest the the birds as far as getting shot yeah well i know california refuges only are like you can only hunt them like two or three days a week the rest of the time it's no hunting really yeah just I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So they just you know, they give some like refuge days or like days of rest for the birds to to get in and get comfortable and whatnot. It might make the hunting phenomenal on the days you can't hunt <laughs> if you can draw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and f- the, they did a poll. Speaking of uh, religion on Sundays and and hunting, there's no evidence that allowing hunting on Sundays negatively impacts church attendance. In fact, according to a 2014 Gallup poll, out of the top 10 states in the country for church attendance, North Carolina is the only state that restricts restricts hunting on Sundays. Furthermore, three of the bottom 10 states for church attendance fully prohibit hunting on Sundays, hence giving citizens the freedom to hunt on Sundays will not determine their religious tendencies. Man, I mean, man, this is deep. This is deep state <laughs> crisis that we need to dig into. I suppose you'd have to. Uh, send a, uh, send that a starts at like your right, your local, your state representative, and let's hope they like to hunt. Isn't that a, a freedom that you think we should be allowed you seven so. days a week during season? I know you all agree, mm-hmm. but we're accustomed to not having restrictions. Well, well, can, can you fish on Sundays? Yeah, it doesn't say anything about fishing. So fishing's okay, but hunting isn't. Well, I, interesting. They don't want boom booms going off during the gospel. 
Hmm. The states with the most abundant game populations are all among those that allow hunting on Sundays. Yeah, but that's, that's I mean, that has to do with, right, uh, crops in, in your, you know, what kind of uh, terrain and, and stuff your state has. So I don't know if I, like, South Carolina is probably not going to have a huge game population compared to Iowa with an abundance of, you know, row crops and, you know, vegetation and forests. And so I don't dig into that too much, but well, that's a, I'd like to write, actually I'm going to, <laughs> even though, <laughs> there you go, and then we'll get back to you. If I get a response, I can tell the listeners. Yeah, dig into this a little if, bit more. If and I'm going we'll to dig into time. it, and I'd like to write one of those states' representatives and ask why this is still happening. Because I want to fight for the right to hunt on Sundays. I'm going to help all of these hunters be able to go out on Sunday and enjoy our freedom and our land to hunt on. We've been hunting for centuries, decades, and hundreds of years. It's a lot more than decades. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about... I spoke for I'd, us I'd, decades, I'd but, like, I mean, in general, the human population... I don't I, I don't even know the, the thousands and ten thousands. And of, when did it stop, right? Because I would imagine this was some law that was enacted... You know, in our country's time, which we're not that old of a country, yeah, compared to the wor- rest of the world, when did that come about? Yeah, so that's a good book report. I like, yeah, get on gonna, it. Pat. I'm gonna get on it. That was a crazy tangent. I'm gonna to start dig off. into this. I don't know. I just i i saw saw an article. I saw it. Yeah, I was. Well, let's. I'm gonna jump into that. So, Joshua was the last time that we did a podcast. I don't even remember. It's it's easily been over a so month. Pre, yeah, yeah, we were just finishing up Black Friday. Black Friday. You did we had got through the the you know peak of the rut for Whitetail in Missouri. Did uh, we do one in November? Anyways, I apologize. We have yeah. not posted a podcast in over thirty days. Welcome to twenty twenty three. And and it is oh, now yeah. twenty twenty three. Yeah. Now. Happy New Year. Um, for all of us here. Um, you know, even Josh, I mean, his YouTube stuff picks up in November and December quite a bit, traveling and whatnot. We 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 get bombarded with just work in the November, December times. It's Christmas season, mm-hmm. holiday season. We had an awesome Black Friday and then the online and in-store and then a Cyber Monday that was great. And, you know, and it just continued right into December. You know, it was just... Yeah, it know, leads right into the... Christmas uh, spirit, <laughs> all hands and, and on it's deck. Just, for it's just go go go, and then you you kind of forty days, yeah, yeah. We're rocking and rolling. We appreciate everybody that shopped online, stopped by the store, and yeah. And then we had the end of year sale. If you took advantage yeah. of that, that was yeah, that was, that some was pretty cool. crazy pricing. Yeah, that was awesome. And then when the new year hit, we dropped the AVNX decoys on sale. Mm-hmm. Did you see a bunch of guys coming in for that? Had a lot store? of 
lot of individuals stopped by the store and uh, checked it out. What were they getting? They wanted backwaters or they wanted uh, Well, geese? I'll tell you what. Yeah, everything. I think you, uh, you know, if it's something maybe you had an eye on, and yeah. you, you know, here we just throw this, you know, it's kind of a random, I don't know if we've ever actually done just a AVNX, AVNX like, you know, so if, I mean, we sold everything from teal to geese to the open and backs, yeah, we obviously. Sold, we sold thousands and thousands of green wing teal. Yeah. And that's a, we had it on a, like half off or deal or right. something like that. Right. Um, it was, it was crazy yeah. how much green wing teal was being purchased, but I mean, Hey, you getting ready for next year? Yeah. You know, it's never too early to add to your spread. Yeah. You know? What do you, you keep them in the box, store them in the shed? But we probably did. We talk about the last hunt that we were on, Pat. Um, did we talk about that on the podcast? One, well, not really. So maybe let's touch on that where we've kind of left off our season, or yeah, if you're gonna, still kinda, going, yeah, let's kind of do that bit. like a recap of our season, maybe where we left off. Um, I can go first because I, I left off a long time ago. I so th- I think the last <laughs> podcast we did, we heard the coot story, Chandler. We did talk about uh, the, oh, the coot coming out of the trees. And that, was, yeah. and that was opening day. So we do have a, a we do have a great story. <laughs> Which one? Our waterfowl story. Like we us? mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying, have we yeah. talked about that? That was the last time I've been out hunting any any, whether it's okay. whitetail or so. One to recap. I did uh, obviously my my passion. If you don't know, this is Patrick speaking. Um, <laughs> is is archery, um, and everybody, hey, did you get out duck hunting, goose hunting? And, and I've been a couple times this year, uh, which me and Chandler will tell one of our stories. Um, but I love to bow hunt, so it was an up and down year. I've seen some, didn't get out a bunch, just kind of the way the season fell and you know things going on and commitments and it seemed like there's always something going on so I didn't get to go as much but that's okay um and so I didn't didn't get a white tail this year um and I still have a few days to go but I'm I'm done for the year now and I'm kind of looking to spring fishing in mm, turkey yeah. now so I'm kind of I'm my season's basically done unless I do a goose hunt or something like that but uh you know um pretty much left off there um the last time i hunted was with chandler um so kind of how that came about i mean you just want to jump into that yeah that that we were so where the store is located you know which is basically it's liberty missouri but you're right in kansas city um and we get you know athletes come into the store um Professional like when yeah. yeah professional it's from the royals um and chiefs mainly we've probably had some soccer players or something come in but you know recognizable players that you know um like when ned yost was with the royals mm-hmm. i mean he had he'd come in and and a lot of the pitchers would come in yeah uh, ned yost did know. like an endorsement for us he yeah talk and about they us on loved, the radio yeah yeah and he'd buy all of his and deer they were diehard hunters deer hunting clothing and all that stuff yeah, yeah. but um 
So you see him from time to time. A lot of the Chiefs players uh, come in. And uh, um, one – well, two that frequent the store now. Um, one is the uh, long snapper, James Winchester. So shout out to James Winchester if he's listening. Um, he's getting more into waterfowl hunting. Um, Wait, has some property. Hunter, loves deer hunting. Yeah. And he's been coming in for years now. Um and he'll stop in when they have time. And then um, a newer athlete um, is our the Chiefs running back, um, Clyde Edwards E. Lair. Which um, I heard he's off in. IR, right? He is off IR for the playoffs. Yeah. As of the day we're recording this podcast, yeah. Yeah, he should be, uh, you know, just another asset, right? To yeah. The, you know, as if we needed more <laughs> talent. You know, it's just another guy to throw in there. So. Yeah, in pre- previous also, Colquitt, right? Colquitt, mm-hmm. And you have, like, there's a product that he's involved yes, with, Yes, right? which I just talked to, was it Travis? I think's the contact. One of the the business guys with Colquitt, um, which we'll talk about that product real quick before we are after the story. So don't let All me right. forget that. Um Dustin Cole quit product. This is this is after. Just write it down in your notepad. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's why I brought this. <laughs> there you go. Um, but right, I mean, it was right after Cyber Monday. Like it was like the weekend after. Or something. Yes. And Clyde's a big waterfowl guy, which we talked about. I think you had mentioned. So he's he's from a Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, so he stops in his. Uh, he was actually from what he told me in Chandler told me. Um, like he missed out, he misses out on waterfowl weekend cause they have training camp, hmm. uh, which he had sent his, uh, girlfriend, wife, I don't know if they're married, but you know, sh- she's FaceTiming him from the parking lot, like all excited, you know, hmm. um, but he loves waterfowl hunting, loves it. So he, he's been shopping around, but new to the area. So doesn't really know a lot of places to go. You know, we've talked about private hunting, public hunting areas to go and some other podcasts. And he just came in, had a couple buddies, um, that he played football with at LSU and then in high school. Um, they flew up from Louisiana. They were hanging with them. Yeah. During, that- uh, one of the weekends, um, cause they were gone that weekend. So he couldn't go with the team. It was a Denver Chiefs game. It was game. Denver yeah. and he wasn't able to fly, um, being on IR. And so he just, you know, I've seen him before and I said, Hey, do you need anything? And you know, whatever. And he wanted to figure out a spot. And so we just, you know, I started talking to Chandler. We exchanged phone numbers and, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. I'm like, hey, I got a couple spots, and you know, you can go if if not, you know, we've got equipment. Know, the, the equipment. Yeah. We'd love to join you. And I mean, the guy cannot be more nice. He's just like, like I'd known him forever, and here's an athlete, right, getting paid tons of money, but he just talked to me like I'm just, you know, the dude. And so me and Chandler took him out, and Chandler was gracious enough to which I'm so glad he came um, or else I'd be out there in like a tarp and some <laughs> stools. <laughs> so he brought the Rogers A-frames out. We brought two Rogers A-frames yeah. out and a bunch of decoys. Right. And, we, and this up. was last minute. He's in Saturday and we're hunting Sunday morning. We're hunting Sunday morning. Yeah. And, um, Thankfully, you can hunt on Sundays. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's one big – it's a sucker alive. And we, we made it happen. And they came out, and uh, 
It was a weird morning because it was there was no wind. Yeah, Josh hunted on this morning. You were hunting golden eyes this morning, probably Fog, zero. Like you couldn't, you believe. couldn't see past the decoys. You couldn't see hardly. I past couldn't the see bank. the water when we walked in. I <laughs> thought actually where where we had marked to go. Um, we get out through the trees, walking in, and I go, "Oh, Chandler, we're in a big field." <laughs> I thought I thought we were in some field we had across. Well, keep walking, Pat. <laughs> no, it was the water was so low. It was the dried up bank. Yeah, the receded bank line. Oh. But it was like 50 yards. Yeah. And you couldn't see with the fog and it was dark still and I'm like, what are we doing in a pasture? Are we in I got to check Onyx or something. <laughs> We're like trespassing up there, but uh no, we found a spot and set up the A-frames, put out some decoys, yeah. kind of got it ready. Clyde showed up with his buddies and and he's been itching to get his decoys out. Yeah. Uh, so we will, yeah. And we shout out to him. He he's, he bought some final approach. From the store, yeah. From the store. Um, and he's been itching to get them out there, you know, and get them on the water. Because I said, hey, I got plenty of decoys we're bringing. And he goes, you mind? I'd like to bring mine and get them on the water. I was like, hey. Yeah. By all means, man, we'll throw them all out. So got them out there. and But it could have been a great morning. Oh, man. If, if the fog if, and wind we, wasn't. Yeah, and I thought the fog was lifting, and then it just socked back in. Yeah. But it's like randomly, and you all waterfowl hunt, especially you, Josh. But with that fog, you couldn't see anything. You'd hear random quacks. You hear, you know, and Chandler just kind of like cold call, you know, <laughs> and uh, you don't know what's. And all of a sudden, a mallet or, or a duck of some kind and just like drop in. Boom! We're like, oh my gosh. But he got one. Uh, we got a couple. Uh, missed a few times, but that's normal, uh, at least for me. Um, but it was a great time. Oh, it was a good time. So that was the last time I was out. I got to uh, uh, take, if you will, uh, one of the Chiefs running backs. Super great guy. Yeah, and he was on IR, and I remember yeah. walking in. Where yeah, it was kind of unstable, frozen mud like you know there's other foot right. tracks and and stuff going on out there and pat was saying what were you saying to yeah Clyde? i gotta go uh uh like all the footprints and just divots and stuff and uh i said clyde don't don't get stuck or trip in one of these uh holes here and get hurt Andy reed to be up my butt <laughs> <laughs> like i go you're allowed to be out here right yeah and he goes yes i can be out here like I can only imagine you know he's on IR he's he's pretty much healthy he's getting ready to come off IR you know getting ready to make a playoff push and yeah some kid up there at Rogers Sporting Goods took me out hunting I <laughs> twisted my ankle again <laughs> like, yeah like he ready to be calling me excuse me <laughs> but it was it was fun yeah, I'm glad we got fun. to do it and it, it was, was it's it was, cool hearing his stories too because we thought you know we didn't know like what style of hunting he did back, mm -hmm. you know, and we had, we didn't have a crazy walk. We actually kind of wanted to have like a, you know, a public land hunt that wasn't like too hard or like ridiculous or something dumb I would go do and like set up a blind in the middle of a mud flat where you're sinking to your knees. Right. Five, you know, we just want to like find a good area that had some, you know, look like a good, you know, good place. And he was like, he was telling us they would walk miles through the swamp. You know, Whoa. in water and just to get to the birds and hunt. Like, mm -hmm. like they're just like us. They go do something like that, yeah. which is pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it's totally different where he was from. 
um, and what they did. But this was a breeze, and we just wanted to make it, you know, simple. But yeah, which he, is, which he said he wanted to me. get on a Canada goose hunt because I don't know if he's ever shot one or been on a Canada goose hunt. Right, and I had mentioned, of course, they're right. The Chiefs, you, you're trying to make a playoff push every year, I so mean, their yeah. time schedule is your last day of goose season is like the Super Bowl day or something. Like, you know, it's like right around there. like when he'd text me or something, he's like, oh, "I'm at the job," you know, and you know, like <laughs> football, right? Yeah. <laughs> But you know, you, you got to go in every morning and do your thing, and um, but yeah, they they haven't done goose. You know, he wants to, he wants to do it in Canada a field. Hunt. He wants to yeah. do a big spread field hunt. Yeah, nah, yeah, he does water. No, he well, wants, he, he, he yeah, wants, but he's never experienced that field layout blind hunt. Tons of calling, flagging, right? Know, big and I'm sure, he, and he he's a waterfowl guy. He'd love. A pond hunt too, or yeah. you know, water. But having them big giant Canadas come in on top 100, of hundred yard short, shoot, oh. shoot one, it lands on top of your layout blind. Yeah, and get Josh out for that one. <laughs> well, someone's got to go that can call because I can't. Yeah, Chandler can call. So, well, yeah, yeah, but you know, we figure between the two of you. Yeah, I'd be the yeah. I'd be the gander. He'd be the goose. Yeah, well, yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty cool experience. But that was fun. That was my last time out, and which if, if that's the way it ends, well, that's the way it ended for twenty twenty two. That was pretty cool. Yeah, wish we could have shot more, but you never could see them, and they couldn't see no. us. And but one one came in, like this Drake, beautiful green head, just right, just hovering right above the decoys. Take him. Old Clyde pulls up. Boom, done. Like, I got that one. Yeah. Sure enough, he was on it. It was a good time, though. Yeah. But, um, so that was my last. Um, I'm done for the year. You guys, Josh, you're probably still at it. I mean, you, I mean Josh has been. You're still. You guys did, uh, what was the most recent hunt you did with Steve? No. Yeah, we went goose hunting. Yeah, no, we'll get into that in just a second. Okay. Um, but, like, the weather after that hunt with Clyde, though, like, we just had a – it wasn't great, like, as far as the cold front, but then we did have a cold front that came through that was, you mm. know, the whole, you know, 80% of the United States had a cold front come through. You it know? was rough. They had uh, – We had negative 11 with wind chills of, like, negative 30, and we lost everything. Mm-hmm. Was Everything that, froze up. That was right was before just, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember Christmas was still cold. Things were thawing out the week around, like a couple of days before New Year's. Yeah, 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 yeah. We sold through every ice eater. Yeah. Didn't we get up to like 60 degrees like right before New Year? And uh -huh. like the week before, it was like negative yeah. 11. Yeah, That's but a there was swing. still like ch chunks of ice six inches thick on the reservoir. Yeah. Right. So that just really hurt my December duck hunting, honestly. Dude, December was rough. Yeah, because we didn't have like any good north wind pushes. I I didn't feel like, and then until it got to be negative then, forty degrees, until it got to be gnarly, and that was like a Wednesday night, Thursday. But is that because you guys do a lot of water, and so that's yeah. why it kind of hurt? Yeah, Gregory went out, um, or somewhere around then. Um, yeah, one north of our, Missouri, our clothing buyers. He went out and shot seven man limit of mileage in the field, mm -hmm. just around that around that push somewhere. Right, you know, but they were they were doing a field hunt. Yeah, field hunt, a frames. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was showing me pictures of that. That was that I've never done. It's a field hunt for mallards. So yeah. So as middle zone duck for Missouri's closing, but then Kansas has a split, and right the whole I don't know how all Kansas right. works, but some the whole state or some areas. Uh, two of the zones are split right okay. now. Still until this weekend. Mm-hmm. Because middle zone just quit yeah. for us on mm-hmm. the 9th or the 10th. Anyway, it's just the last couple of days. Last Sunday. The south zone. Still open. Still I open think. until the end of the month or something. Yeah. I don't know. Don't quote me on that if you're going out. Yeah. Check your local rules. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> me and Josh uh, got to go down with uh, Steve Rogers out in Kansas to shoot geese. I've seen um, some pictures. Yep. And... uh Killing it. Couldn't shoot any ducks. Couldn't shoot any specks, which was a bummer because mm-hmm. there's plenty, mm-hmm. of those, ready to, plenty of those. Plenty of those around. <laughs> you ready to unload? Oh yeah, those specks. Yeah. Mm. Josh, I guess talk about the uh, that first day we went hunting. Dude, I mean, we set how many decoys? Sixty dozen. Yeah, an absurd amount of decoys. Ridiculous. On water. On water. Well, mostly full bodies. Mostly full bodies. We had okay. I don't know how many floaters we have. I don't out. know, 12 dozen floaters, I think. Yeah. And I don't know if it was Did all. you all have to bring some? Or did the... The guys we were with the place had them where all. You, they the, guys, had yeah, the guys we were with had them all. But... Uh, oh, my god! We put out 10 dozen floaters? Uh, something like that. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of decoys. <laughs> it might have been... It took, a, yeah. it took sh- about seven, eight of us, about 45 minutes to set everything up. Yeah. That was a lot of decoys. But the blind, the blind was really cool. Oh, yeah. It's a 27 foot yeah. trailer pit blind. Hydraulics. It With drops, hydraulics that drops to the ground. Drops to the ground. Like the one that you showed us the other day. Is it him? I don't or know. Is it that guy? I don't Maybe. know. I, don't, I Do forgot you, the guy who did it, but that's what it looked like. Yeah. The yeah. one that. Yeah. Because that. Could have been the actually, same guy. Actually, I think it was the guy because he stopped in the store and said he knew Steve. Yeah. Did he have a white beard? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Same guy. Same guy. And hey, you guys got to go in that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was pretty comfy. I don't I don't even know how to describe that. It literally is a 27 foot. It's like you took a school like, bus, chopped the top off of it and made it into a trailer. Yeah. yeah. The thing is enormous. Yeah. It's got covered in raffia. It's got raffia well, in the house. So and then they had a lot of raffia. They ho- they they hauled a whole trailer full of cedar branches to add to it. Hmm. And, it, I mean, you can get – how many guys fit in that thing? 12? 12? Yeah, yeah you could have 12. 12 no. We had eight. Oh, right? that's comfortable. You got plenty of room. Yeah. Eight guys Well, I mean, there. we also – we had eight guys, but we also put, like, branches in between us, which kind of made it feel smaller. Like, we would have, like, my hole and then a branch. Just so there's and not then, as much dead space. Yeah. yeah. Like, covering it, up from the top. Because it a, it's a standard A-frame. It's not – it doesn't. there's no roof yeah. or it doesn't doesn't come over the back of your head at all. It's just a think standard that's, A-frame. That brings up a good point doing that. And that's something – when we used to run A-frames up at the lake, um, and we'd have two together, and you leave it out for the season back when we could do the draw, and you'd leave a blind up at Smithville. Um, and so with two together, just in case you brought out, you know, four or five guys, but if you only had a few guys, there's a lot of dead area. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not doing this, it, it can help, but 
having something to cover up those dead spots. Yeah. I thought it helped us when we started doing it and stuff flying over and you got a 12 foot blind and half of it's open. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just cut grass and then bundle them up, keep them in the trailer and just toss them on the sides between people. Right. Yeah. That's a good, uh, a good point to make, you know, to help someone out that's using a frames or maybe they're getting into it, but you know, covering up those dead spots yeah, tall grass that goes over is is a lot, what we try to get the best you use the most to help with that that black hole effect you get the backside right with super tall um super tall grass that that kind of drapes over top of you that'll really mm-hmm. help break that up but and was that a two-day hunt out there josh yeah mm-hmm. so Two. yeah going into that hunt josh i mean how many how many shells did we put out sleeper shells sleeper shells i don't even know Dude, I, it, it was stacks. It was of stacks. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, 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 the the pond was we were we were hunting a you know a roost pond, right? Yeah. So we we waited until they all left because yeah. they were going to feed. Then we slipped in, started mm-hmm. setting up all the de- all the decoys. And it, it, there was a lot, a lot yeah. of sleeper shells, a lot of floaters, and a lot of full bodies. Yeah. Do you do any silhouettes? I think they had some silhouettes. Yeah. The silhouettes were kind of on the the farthest back of the of the whole spread. I think we know. just kind of put them out because we had them. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, so let me ask you that. If Would you have had the same amount of success with five dozen decoys as you did with 60 dozen decoys? I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I, we were at a place that they were using already. Yeah, they. but most of the birds we had come in were just traffic. But at the same time, a lot of us were getting close to our limit, and we were haven't even had the birds from the roost that got off in the morning come back so you think they stopped there because you had so many decoys yeah yeah i i think it would have been difficult to get as many groups interested now if we had like three or four packs of big honkers and we had five dozen floaters and five dozen full bodies probably could have done it Mm -hmm. yeah but if we had groups of like what do we get? Like mainly groups like ten to fifteen at a time, usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some smaller groups too. Mm-hmm. But okay. it could have been done. But the numbers helped, especially yeah, with right. it being a lot of lessers in the area too. Generally, you need a bigger spread for lessers. Any bands? Nope. No. You guys came across. No. We got every type of goose imaginable, though. Yeah. Big to small. Right. And everything in between. Yeah. What uh. What's your, what do you shoot? What's your uh, shotgun, shotgun that you take out there? Oh, shotgun? Uh-huh. Whether it be 18i. And then what ammo are you using out there? I generally shoot Remington Nitro Steel number two. Okay. Did you sh- shoot something different for this one? Yeah, Steve brought some TSS. Okay. Yeah, some Black like Cloud Like Black Cloud TSS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It was a pretty, it was like, okay. Not that you, I mean, you've done enough hunting that, right, if you can shoot, Oh, I've shot it before. But yeah. It's it's well we've talked stuff. about aiming before and it's on the upper level of one mm-hmm. price, but you know, obviously you get that tungsten super shot. I'm sure it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So and what did you bring out the shotgun that you had for He brought out his when boat we paddle. Went out, my boat paddle. Mm-hmm. When we went out uh with yeah. Clyde. Yeah, it works now. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we didn't working? talk I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> Um, do S- you want SB- SBE one? I Cerakoted, but uh, it's, it's my favorite gun. I love shooting it. 
but uh, except when it just goes click. Well, mm. the morning we went out, it was cold, and then yes, it didn't fire. There's a forklift behind us. It didn't fire, and then uh, I took it home that night or the next day to clean it, which I probably should do more often. But it, it usually runs like a champ, no matter what. But on the on the bolt, as I compressed it to mm-hmm. like expose the, and I pushed in the the back to expose the firing pin. Every time I pushed in the back, it just pushed mud out. Every time where the firing pin comes out, you're not supposed to get mud in that part. I don't know how I got mud in that part, but so and it was like, you just I probably pushed it out ten, twenty times, like little turd nuggets coming out of his bowl. Yeah, just like yeah, okay. So but it, it worked this time. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and it did. It did well. Yeah, I love shooting that gun. But yeah, I, I don't know. Twenty times I would push that the firing pin out, and it would just be gotcha. covered in mud, and I would wipe it away and then and redo it. You know, but uh. Yeah, so I shot that 12-gauge SP-1, just my just yeah. been tried and true for so many. Yeah. Shot some TSS, shot, shot, some, shot some top secret loads that aren't out yet. I have, uh, like, I have an SP-2, but I got it well over 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long the SP-2's been out, but it's been... Yeah, quite a while. A while. I'm 38, and I've had it since I was 21. Yeah, probably. Maybe even before that. Those are solid. Because the SB3 is super new, Yeah, isn't it? So there was like a long gap. Four or five years ago? Right, but there was a decent gap between the two and the three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. But, it you know, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So but you're just, still going? Sorry, go ahead. Well, just kind of. That was one day. We were that was that. one day. Uh, we shot. We we, we sh- called and brought it. You know, called in a lot of traffic birds and shot and shot thirty. I don't six? know the number. I think it was like thirty six birds. Huh. We were one limit shy of a seven man, and we had seven guys. We had eight guys originally, but one guy left early and and took his did bounty. Were they both had to go evening to work. hunts? Or was the this was like first from like nine thirty to yeah two. this one was uh, yeah nine thirty two we pulled up on the road and kind of a, a ways away from the, the the pond and then we sat there and watched them all fly off as we ate uh, Brahms breakfast burritos. I I I was gonna wait till the end, but I uh, I heard the food was oh awesome. We got to have. Some fajitas. It's like some top yeah, chef guy I could, was I could just go back cranking to, out. I could, I could go back to that fajita bar. Oh, my gosh. The steak was so perfect. This fajita yeah. steak, like, oh man, it just melts it, in your mouth. Yeah, and the pico. Oh, man. That was some good pico de gallo. Oh. But that was yeah, good. I heard it was phenomenal. And then the next day was – not so great it was okay it was your typical i mean i guess what josh hates about field hunting <laughs> yep. um we set up you a know, lot yeah go ahead and yeah talk about that day yeah we this set is the out, second day yeah yeah okay. we set out probably 40 dozen full bodies wow, yeah you're 20 dozen short and that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> see yeah cornfield we trafficked a few of them in but it's like the birds switched feeds. They yeah. were they were right where, the right night, in the area. The night before, they were on the field that we were in, 
and we could see all the the tracks and the the, there was the strong the evidence yeah of of the a big you know a big feed there so we set up you know a little bit on top of it a little bit off the kind of in a certain area around where right. they were and then we get some of the work in the morning and all of a sudden they go to beans didn't want the kern i have noticed that So people ask, and I'm just going to ask you since you do it way more than I do, but the one thing I've learned with goose hunting for field Mm -hmm. hunting is, you know, you you might own a 100-acre farm, and you've got, like, where we deer hunt. There's tons of, you know, when the farmer does corn or beans or whatever, and we got tons of acres of cropland. And there's geese everywhere. But if they're not feeding in that field, it is so hard. To, just because you've got a cornfield to go hunt in. Doesn't mean you're going to get them. Right. Like that's the, the like my dad said, <laughs> if they don't want to be in there, forget it. Like, I mean, you, you might be able to go out and scratch a couple loners that just got lost or whatever. And maybe they fly low enough and, and you get a crack at them. But, and we're right by water. And they're coming off that water treetop high, and they don't want anything to do with us. Well, if they're treetop high, sit well, under the trees. Well, I know I need to do that. <laughs> but but they're going wherever the feed's at. Yeah. And that's really the scouting portion of at least field hunting, and it's probably with mallards too. But, yeah, you want to. You want to be where they want to be. I mean, I've, yeah. ha- I've had success you trafficking them. You can't just them. go out. Yeah. And I've had success trafficking them, but it's been in areas that they – frequently go to yeah they may not have been in there Mm -hmm. but they have been in there yeah because best best for me running traffic is like really really bad fronts like just some nasty weather i suppose if they were new new, then then they don't know where to feed and they're like oh yeah right here hey friends look at all but and the reason why i bring it up because at the store the question to me is, you know, how many do I need to start with? How many should I have if I'm doing this? And and one of my main points, at least in this is we're Canada's yep. for field hunting, is, you know, you can buy as many as you want, but that doesn't mean it doesn't equate to a successful hunt. Yeah, you've got a farm, and yeah, you've seen geese flying every evening you drive by. And my question is, are they feeding on your farm? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, it doesn't matter if you put out 60 dozen or five dozen. Most likely. You think there's a, you think there's a limit? Like if you put 100 dozen out. I, I don't think it matters. Not, not if they already know where they're going. They're a creature of habit when it comes to a feed, and I don't know how long they feed in one field for. You know, I don't know if there's an average. Is it three days or a couple days, you know, that they would frequent that field? But I I think if you, you know, if they're on a new feed and your farm's in between that feed and there and you put out a hundred dozen decoys, I don't think it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to get a couple. It's not going to be a hunt like you were on the feed. On the feed where yeah. they're, you know, they're coming you, in. You see them sure. out there locked up just gliding right in. Yeah. It's not going to be if, that. If you're not in that field, it's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of calling, yeah. a lot of flagging, yeah. and you maybe 
but we'll I get think a that's couple a, groups to finish. But you're also going to get a lot of just kind of like birds getting low, checking it out, and then bugging yeah. out. But I think that might be a misconception with someone getting into it. Mm. You know, don't expect because you bought, uh, you know, 10 dozen brand new full bodies and how many of her else, you know, you've got and you got the best A-frame or the best layout blind and everything's covered up and I'm going to go out there and knock them out. Well, if they're not feeding in your field, your chances go way down. Yep. So scouting. Um, which has become harder too. I don't, I think we alluded to that in a past episode, but just, you know, finding private land to go hunt on, which is typically what you have to do for field hunts. There's, it's more privately owned when it comes to field hunting than mm -hmm. it is public. Public is more water, waterways. So at least around here, but, um, you know, so it's a little bit more work, but it's also harder to get permission nowadays yeah. to get on some private land. So, but you're still after it. Oh yeah. I mean, you're still going. Well, I haven't, out. I haven't duck hunted in a little while. When's the next time you're getting out? I'm going to try to set up a duck hunt for Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. Split's done. Gotcha. Split is done. And Saturday. then you. Well, Pat, here's the thing. This is why I don't stop hunting, Patrick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Patrick. Yeah. Twenty-four no. seven. How many squirrels did you shoot the other day? It, it, this is what I'm getting into. My favorite. Okay. My, one of my favorite things, other than duck hunting, gotcha. squirrel hunting. Okay. You a big squirrel hunter, Pat? Uh, no, but it's actually the number one hunted game in America. Rightfully so. Squirrel hunting. Really? It is. Yeah, I think it's number one, um, followed by. I'll pull it up. Let you talk about. Uh, Squirrel hunting for well, a second. Well, squirrel hunting is like the most fun you can have with your clothes on. It's a blast. You need to uh, try it if you haven't. I, I got a new new gun. Yeah, what'd you get the other day? Got a Henry Lever Action 22. Okay. I I've been eyeing that gun for a while. I was like, man, I'm 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 just gonna do it. It's it's not crazy expensive. Like it's pretty affordable. I was like, this is going to just be a fun gun to shoot. My wife might like to shoot it. Might as well get it. And so me and my buddy went out squirrel hunting the other day. We got we got a handful of them. But I I learned that I am not as good at shooting with iron sights as I once was. Mm. So that made things a little bit difficult. Because yeah. in the past, I've squirrel hunted with a, a shotgun or my twenty two with a scope on it. Mm -hmm. But the last time, so like the week before... I went out with the 22 with the scope on it. The scope was just kind of off, so I need to get that dialed in again. Yeah. Actually, I bought a new scope for it because I had a really cheap scope. I figured yeah. it was time to upgrade. But, yeah, I went squirrel hunting. Squirrels are active. We well, big – okay, so this is – but this is big game, um, and I know it doesn't top squirrel hunting. Um the most popular big game animals, white-tailed deer, which I would have guessed that too. But I, I had found the list and I should have saved it. Hmm. Um, of like, because I think squirrel was far and away, and then, and then I think actually like rabbit hunting. But it makes sense that small game, right? A lot of people can do it. Mm -hmm. A lot you know, of people before go. you start getting into turkey and waterfowl mm -hmm. and you know those. 
And not that waterfowl's a niche, but it, there's just more there's to lots it. There's a lot to it. You don't yeah. just need like a 22 and go walk in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was when I was in high school, I went squirrel hunting all the time with my buddies. Like that's just what we did. We didn't deer hunt much. We didn't duck hunt at all. Right. But we had a nice place to go squirrel hunting, so we'd go squirrel hunting. What did you make the other day? Er. So let's let's dive into this a little bit, a little bit deeper. Uh, I actually started a new YouTube channel. Got tired of duck hunting. I'm going into gaming. Okay, Patrick? You started a new YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm, oh I'm my kidding. Gosh. I'm kidding. Oh. I do have a new YouTube channel though. Okay. It's, it's the out, Outdoor Limits Grill. So I've done a lot of cooking videos on my main channel, but I decided it was time to kind of split the two and just make a channel devoted to cooking wild game. So I filmed the first video. It's not uploaded yet, but by the time this podcast goes out, it's probably up. I made buffalo squirrel roll-ups. Man, and you I, didn't bring any here. I, you weren't here, man. Had them on Monday. Yeah, you should have been here Monday. <laughs> you know, I had charcuterie all week, too. I didn't bring it this week. Bought, he could have brought some to me. Yeah, yeah. I should have known to save one back for yeah. Pat. I'll, I'll, well, bring me some squirrels, and I'll make you some. Mm. But it was – so I, I put squirrel in the instant pot. So if you guys are trying to cook some squirrel and you want to do it pretty quick, do it in the instant pot, and it'll shred, shred up really quick and easy. Uh, shredded awesome. Shredded the squirrel, mixed it with cream cheese and buffalo sauce, added some cheddar cheese to it, and then rolled it all up inside a crescent roll. Yep. Does that sound good? It sounds delicious. The wild man's hot pocket. Yeah. Like sidetracked me here. But that's crazy. I'll write you the recipe. Or you can just go watch the video. Yeah, when it comes out. Before the squirrels, you were shooting GoldenEye, though. Yeah, yeah. December was tough. I, I, I don't remember a time I've had such a tough December of duck hunting. It was like everything went super stale, and I just wasn't able to get to where the birds were. And so I, I inevitably just went, you know what? We're going to go hunt divers. Yep. These mallards are being little turds. Dang. That's... Dang what? This is... Okay, a little fun fact. Now, this is from the um, Hunting in America, the fishwildlife.org. This is the 2018 edition, but I would imagine that we're going to be fairly close. But hunter spending generates more than $185 million per day for the U.S. economy. I hmm. think we're doing our part. Yeah. Nice. That's that a, lot. a lot of jack. So yeah. Be getting that paper. That's crazy. Anyway. $185 million a day. That's a lot. Thanks to Josh. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, when decided to go chase around some divers and we had quite a few golden eye around oh i don't know if i mentioned this on the other podcast if we recorded one the bird shot yeah did we do that did i talk about that I don't maybe think. i don't remember can you just say it again okay well i was packing up from a duck hunt on the lake hunting golden eye and so i'm pulling in my long lines and putting them all in the decoy bags got the boat right next to me got my dog running around like you wouldn't expect some some random bird to just come in and land, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling in the last line, and I look up, and there's this white bird sitting in my decoys, just just chilling. Not a seagull. Not a seagull. 
I, I looked at it and I go, hmm. I haven't seen that before. It's a duck. Yeah. I know it's a duck. It looks like a duck. Swims like a duck. Yep. Must, <laughs> be, a must duck. be a duck. And so I just casually walk over, pull my gun out, put a shell in it, turn around and shoot the thing, and send my dog to go get it. And there we go. It's a uh, hen old squaw. Hmm. Yeah. Lost. Very lost. Very lost. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a highlight. I had a uh, a friend's son come in. He had shot a long-tailed duck this year. Really? That's uh, the same as an old squaw. There you go. And where was yours at? Kansas. Kansas. And his was at, uh, I think, Bob Brown up by oh wow St. Joe. Hmm. But anyways, Ducks lost. lost. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but that was pretty wild. I was like, oh, cool. So Josh is hunting long lines and stuff out in the, you know, big water for divers. Out and, in the deep. And uh, he, he had some great time running into crappie fishermen. As he's, oh, as my he's gosh, man. Like, this is, it's a stuff Doing that. Doing what? So, I'm hunting on a reservoir. Uh-huh. Hunting, diving ducks. So, I'm hunting off of points on the reservoir. Mm-hmm. And I guess crappie fishermen like to fish on points. <laughs> I mean. And brush piles and things of that nature that are on said points. Mm-hmm. And on two occurrences now, I've gotten the weight of one of my long lines snagged up in a brush pile. <laughs> and two times now, as I'm picking up the decoys and just kind of getting everything situated in the boat before we leave, some crappie fisherman just rolls up, drops his trolling motor, and starts live scoping. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Because they've been <laughs> pestered. They drive by all morning seeing if I'm there still. Hey, they were- and then there was this one day where uh, I'm out in the boat. I like retrieving a bird obviously like we're doing this right here right i get back start walking in the blind I, this crappie fisherman is 60 yards away from our decoys trolling motor down just chilling yeah two I boats would say two boats yeah that's tough right because one um right fishing the water's open i mean to anyone mm-hmm. um they probably get out there after the duck hunter does typically because we go out early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's here, a t- here's, that's here's a tough the, spot to be I, in. I really like it when the crappie fishermen are on the lake and I'm hunting divers, but I really appreciate it if they don't come by my set. Because when they're on pad running down the lake, guess what they're doing? Kicking divers up. They're kicking them up. And yeah. where are they coming? Right. Away from the boats. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough uh that's a tough deal. So yeah, I, like if I went out fishing, um, and I noticed a decoy spread, I probably would stay well away just because I don't want to get shot. Um, oh, you're a smart man. But um, <laughs> oh, a good question. Um, when you're going out, because you hunt a lot of public, mm-hmm. um, and it mostly water. Yeah. Right. Like probably over ninety percent. Yeah. You're hunting water. And typically, you're bringing out one of your kayaks or some one watercraft of these most of the watercraft time. duck boat builds you do. Yeah. So, and you're walking it out there, or you're motoring it out to the spot, or what, what, whatever is required. Mm-hmm. It yeah. 
Some areas you can't use a motor. Some areas you can. Sometimes it's too shallow to paddle, so you just get out and drag it. So you got to get out and drag it. You got to walk it. Whatever to get. To get point A to point B. Gotcha. What's the farthest you've had to go back in, like by foot with your craft? Really not that far. Not that far. There's a lot of places where, like if I'm going really long ways, it's generally in places that allow motors. Uh huh. Because a lot of the motorless stuff, they're not that big of pools. But you'll just motor back there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But well, I had someone ask how he, you know, how are you getting to these spots? Motor paddling, dragging your boat. Whatever's legal and whatever makes the most sense. However, I can do it the easiest. Yes, exactly. The most efficiently. Exactly. But back to the crappie fisherman, I actually walked over to him and said, Hey, guys, um, we're hunting over here. And they they move, but they, they, like the whole time I'm walking over there, they are just ignoring me, acting like I'm not there. They're hoping you would just walk on by. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, but you need to bring your pole. Maybe your, my fishing pole or like a pole to poke them with. No, bring a fishing pole next time. And during the slow time, you already know where the brush piles are because you're finding them. Yeah. 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 Get you a little surfing turf, duck and crappie. Yeah. A little just, cast and blast. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Work. Yeah, but at that day that we were leaving, so we were hunting off the point, and then the whole other side of that point, we we drove out, and there was like seven boats along that bank. That was the spot. <laughs> it's a spot to shoot Goldeneye, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the last time we went out, we didn't get bugged too much because we were kind of like right on the ice line of the reservoir. Gotcha. It was half frozen. But still... I had to get if it's up. all frozen up, are you busting ice? Uh, I, I, so just... my boat doesn't have reverse. So I tend to not get myself into precarious situations. And I, I, okay. I feel like trying to bust ice with my boat would put me into yeah. a situation that I wouldn't want to be in. Yeah. But we found open water right next to the bank. And everybody, a lot of people are doing rabbit hunting now. <laughs> they got to go squirrel that. hunting. Squirrel hunting. Rabbits are for beginners. Hmm. No, actually, rabbit, rabbit mean, hunting's a lot of fun. I actually yeah. wish I had more time just to go out and get out there and squirrel hunt. You know, just to go do it. Just something to do. It's so much fun, you especially know. when you get like three or four of them chasing each other on a tree and you're trying to pick one to shoot with a twenty-two. Yeah, and while you're doing it, you, you're scouting. You know, we like saw like deer fifteen hunting, deer. Like it's perfect time to. It's after season. Do some squirrel hunting, scouting, all at the same time like a perfect scenario um i don't want to forget this cold quit um re- yeah just in uh we do plan on you know at some point um whether dozen's able to come on um i know he's super busy but um these guys will come on um you know and you know they said they'd come on we'll figure out a time to talk to him but um, so Dustin Colquitt, who's the uh, former kicker for the Chiefs, and then so him and a um, couple other guys, I believe. I don't know the whole group, everybody's name, but it's called uh, – they've got a product, and it's uh, um, Timber Creek Outdoors, um, and it's called the Timber Lock. 
So you can find them on Facebook is a great way to find them. You type in Timber Creek Outdoors, Inc. And, uh, and you can follow their page. But the Timberlock is a, uh, a mounting bracket for whitetail. Uh, mounts. For mounts. Um, you can do elk, um, you know, whatever's a shoulder sheep, mount. whatever, shoulder mount. Um, and it's actually a great system. So they've got a good video. It's super on, robust. On how to, yeah. So really what they're thinking, right, you spend all this money, you've got this awesome trophy. Um, and most of us, you know, in some cases, the what comes on the back of your shoulder mount, you know, is this little hook deal that you got to put on the wall and we put a screw in the wall and all that force is pulling on one screw coming out of the wall. So a lot of the force is pulling away from the wall. Um, and so if, you know, I'll have to share a video so people can see it on, but if you go there, um, I'll try to figure out a way to put it out. But anyways, it's more robust and it, and it holds the, the mount firmly against the wall. There's no gap. Mm -hmm. And instead of pulling away, every all the force is straight up and down and so the weight's distributed better it doesn't pull it away because you got that head hanging out there so right you're protecting your investment i mean some of these shoulder mounts six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars eight hundred dollars depending on you know some of these elk are over a thousand you mm -hmm. know depending on where you take them and you know this runs 59.99 retail but what's that you know what's 60 bucks to protect your thousand dollar mount um they'd even be cool for i know they use it for deer but i'm sure the way it's locked so a lot of waterfowlers will do like a tree yeah like a um, shannon has one in her barn mm. and it was like the you know how many ever ducks they shot that year so the last four or whatever that they shot for the year on that last hunt got them to a certain number you know a milestone number and so they mounted them on a hmm. tree you know and it was super cool like on a log and then you could mount that same yeah, concept same, same i don't know thing. why it wouldn't work but waterfowlers could use it too yeah you know on if you have a big a like if you have like a big yeah like a multiple a duck, group multiple big, duck multiple mount goose kind of yeah thing. super cool product um, it's called t the Timberlock or Timberlock um, by Timber Creek Outdoors. And, uh, but I wanted to mention that, you know, everybody's getting their game heads back. You know, it's kind of the time right now, everybody's starting to pick up their mounts from the season um, as they're getting done. And we'll have them at the store. Um, they've got their new one being shipped out. So, um, but you can find them at Rudder Sporting Goods there in Liberty and we'll, we'll have them and, you know, and kind of show you a demo of how it looks, but super neat product. And, and we'll have to have them on. They're a good group, and we'll talk about hunting and anything hunting I'll talk about for hours. Well, I don't care. Squirrels to moose or whatever. Yeah. Or funny stories about hunting. We could do a blooper episode sometime of just our funny outtakes on hunting. We, have to, yeah. we all got stories. It'd be like the the funny blooper episode of funny stuff we've done. What? You're already laughing thinking about all the Oh, I can only stuff imagine what that, you've done. 
Oh, it's wild. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's for another time. But um, now I'm I'm happy to be back here finally. I've, I've had people. I was telling them, hey, another guy came in and he's like, "What happened to your podcast? I listened to it on the way to work. I haven't anything to listen to for a while." So we'll get the ball rolling again. It's a new year. Is this the New Year's resolution? New us. The, the new the new tripod. We're going to be rocking and rolling this year. Um, again, what's the email address? It's just like podcast at rogersporting.com. But they'll find it on our podcast. That link is in the there. Copy, so, yeah. um, Send us your questions. Send us questions, uh, interesting stories you've got, uh, things you want to hear. Um, and also, if you're one of those 11 states that have banned <laughs> hunting on Sunday... Um, which I'm going to look into, I swear. I am going to write a state rep and see if they'll respond, see if I can get an answer of why this rule is in place. And um, and then if you live in one of those states, like Pennsylvania or North Carolina or something, you're not allowed to hunt on Sunday, let us know how that works and, and how you deal with it. And so, if it changes in your state because of Pat, you should invite him to go hunting. That's right. We'll go hunt on Sunday. <laughs> I'll be out there. I'm off on Sunday. I'll fly out Saturday evening. We'll hunt Sunday. I'll fly back Sunday night. Um, but it's good. I'm glad I'm back. Yeah. Ready to attack. Yeah. Ready, ready to roll, man. New it's, new year. We got all sorts of new stuff. Got a couple more waterfowl stories coming up, and then we're going to be off to fishing and oh, man. turkey hunting. Spring and turkey. Yeah. Yep. Another year, buddy. Oh, and if you're listening to this and you plan on attending NWTF, me and Pat will be down there. Uh, I don't know the booth number. Some, um, somewhere down there. Yeah, we'll be at the NWTF convention this year, February 15th through the 18th yeah. in Nashville at the, uh, what do they call it, the Grand Opryland um, Convention Center. So stop by. We'll have our... Rogers Sporting Goods booth set up there. We'll have some cool new gear. New 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 swag for you. And uh awesome specials because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um so Yeah, if anybody was there last year, they know that we yeah. had some Yeah, we'll be we had some blowout deals going yeah. on. So you know you're gonna want to stop by. I've got a few guys that are from out there, so they're gonna stop by. Yeah. They were in the store from Nashville. Like, we'll see you there. So Yep, make sure you stop by and uh-huh. uh, check us out and give us a listen and like it and share it and follow us on tell social media. everybody to find it and, and rate the podcast that's right rate it jump on facebook and we're on instagram and all sorts of stuff tiktok tiktok hayden got us on tiktok yeah i mean we're new age man <laughs> always changing 2023 we're new age roger sporting goods man we got it so All right. I love it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.